안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? So it is a very happy Sunday, right? Uh, yesterday, I had a breakfast meeting with the two families of New Jersey Church, this couple, Hiroshi and Satsuki Jimbo, and their children are Meisei and Homare. Wow. This family was a really model family. It, it is really incredible. I really admire their beautiful fate. And uh, she is a, a Hiroko Onishi. Uh, this family adopted one child from Kazuo Takami's family. Do you know Kazuo Takami, our sub-regional, three sub-regional leader? I would like to really express my sincere gratitude to the Kazuo Takami family. Not easy to offer, you know, their own son to other family. It is really incredible and beautiful. And uh, so Hiroko Onishi very much appreciated. Today, I'd like to talk about the path of life for all humankind from True Mother's Anthology. Volume 2, let's start. <clears throat> the Path of Life for All Humankind. We started out in our mother's womb. The womb was the first world in which we were nurtured. When we were born, we separated from that world and entered a new world. Likewise, in death, the spirit self cuts off and flies away from the physical body which is like its womb. Human beings pass through a world of water and a world of land and air until they come to live in the eternal world of love. In the spirit world, love is the life element. As long as your command is given through love, anything you say will be accomplished immediately and nothing will be impossible. Even if a billion people say, they want to have dinner. The appropriate meal can be prepared and the feast can be ready in an instant. If all the guests say they want to become princes and princesses, then everyone will indeed be turned into princess and princesses. This will actually be possible. <clears throat> now that you know these things, would you like to live here on earth or go to the next world? When we are in the womb, we think the wound is the best place to be. We just spend our time kicking. If someone were to try pulling us out midway through, we wouldn't like it at all. When it is finally time to come out of the wound, it is like dying and then being resurrected. In the same way, after physical death, we are resurrected to a new form of life. Therefore, death is actually a second birth. Ladies and gentlemen, because human beings fell, our life course is not a smooth path. The fall of the first human ancestors led to misery for human beings. God also suffered misery. For this reason, we do not dedicate our lives only to the accomplishment of the ideal world. An even more important goal for our life is to clear away the sorrow and agony in the heart of God, who is the origin of all life. Thus, 
when human beings finally attain happiness, then God too will be happy. Yes. Human being passed through the uh, human being passed through a wall of water in mother's womb and a wall of land and air on earth, and they come to live in the eternal world of true love after taking off from their physical bodies. Since in spiritual world, love is the life element. It is a world where you cannot move at all unless you possess love. So this is really not simple matter. That's why while we are on the earth, how can we become man of true love, right? And then when we go to spiritual world, doesn't have any problems. Can I can dwell very well in spiritual world. Just as a human cannot live you know, uh, even a few minutes on earth without air, this is a world where people cannot live without uh, love because the spirit world is absolutely world of love. Therefore, in the spiritual world, nothing is impossible to command through love and everything is accomplished uh, instantly. Even if a billion people, just now father said, if I, through mother said, even if a billion, uh, billion people say that they want to have a dinner, the uh, appropriate uh, meal and can be prepared and the feast can be ready in an incident, an incident, instant. If all the guests uh, say they want to become a prince and princesses, then everyone will indeed be turned into prince and princesses. This will actually be possible. My brothers and sisters, according to True Father's word, the beauty of the world of heaven cannot be described in any language. Any language. So those who have tasted heaven, which is a kingdom of heaven once, will come to realize that the world we live in is a hell among hells. Oh my goodness. Then what kind of the world of the kingdom of heaven? How beautiful must the world of heaven be to call the world we currently living in hell? Even if we try to experience it, we can't because we can't come back once we die. So it is said that those who have once tasted the beautiful world of the spirit world do not want to come to the earthly again, or also again. That's why anyone know the taste of the spiritual world? You know, still better than, better than earthly world. Anyone experience spiritual world still better than earthly world? Wow, amazing. This is actually a second verse. Due to the fall of the first human ancestors, not only human became unhappy, but even God became unhappy. Everyone think about it. How sad must God be when he built such a beautiful heaven for his children, human beings, and sees it as an empty space where no one can live. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven should not be a place we go because we just want to. It should be a place we go to please God 
by being qualified to enter the kingdom prepared by God, we should not go to the heaven to be happy. God's heart, God's Peter heart, God's Peter heart can be completely liberated. Only when we go to the heaven to please him, that should be the purpose of our lives. It must be the heaven you enter the comfort to comfort the poor God. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven must be a kingdom in which Hyojung enters centeredly. Living divine principle and freedom, the fall and restoration. Let's study EDP. Freedom and the human fall. To summarize, freedom cannot exist outside the principle. Freedom is accompanied by the responsibility laid out in the principle. And freedom pursues accomplishments that bring joy to God. Free actions generated by free will bring about only good results. Therefore, freedom cannot have caused the human fall. Rather, the human fall was caused by the stronger power of unprincipled love, which overwhelmed the freedom of the original mind. In truth, human beings lost their freedom as a result of the fall. When Eve was tempted by the angel, she became confused emotionally and intellectually. Although the freedom of her original mind induced in her a sense of foreboding, because the power of the love between her and the angel was stronger, she crossed the boundary and fell. Conversely, since fallen people can also relate with God in freedom, if they follow the words of truth, form a common base, and engage in give and take with him, then the power of principled love can revive their original nature. Yeah, let's just study Father Sue. Understanding freedom, the fall, and restoration. It is true that human beings were free to relate with angels who were created to minister to them. However, since Eve's heart and intellect were still immature when she was tempted by the angel, she became confused emotionally and intellectually. Although the freedom of her original mind induced in her a sense of foreboding, because the power of the love between her and the angel was stronger, she crossed the boundary and fell. Yeah. God uh, granted freedom to human beings for the realization of the purpose of creation. But think of the Han, which is God's bitter heart of God, who is working hard to this day to restore the freedom lost due to the fall of human beings, due to fall of mankind, they became the slave of the archangel and lost their freedom. Think of God and human effort to find and raise fallen humans. How much blood, sweat, and tears and sacrifices did our ancestor pay to find and establish that original freedom? Freedom should not be abused because human beings are given it. Therefore, you must train yourself to be self-controlled so that 
you do not misuse your freedom and lead a self-indulgent life. You have to train yourself to control your appetite through the fasting. Train yourself to overcome sleep through the all-night all prayer. And train yourself to control your material desires through the saving money and realize the value of the money. In order to abstain from temptations, games, and drugs, and alcohol, and tobacco, you must train your physical and sexual dominion. Once we commit a sin and lose our freedom, we become slaves to sin for the rest of our lives. This is the era of the Chanilgu. The era of the Chanilgu is an era in which people can fully enjoy the freedom of nature. In this era, I have become a resource to complete myself by managing the freedom given to me very well. And next. Today, it still becomes an object of public concern that people have paid for sexual relations with middle school girls. When they are tempted by money by elderly men, they would have been seized by the pang of conscience and anxiety. However, some girls went off the track by the power of unprincipled love. No matter how freely Eve was relating with the angel, if she had maintained unwavering faith in God's commandment and not responded to the angel's temptation, then the power of unprincipled love would not have been generated and she would not have fallen. Therefore, despite the fact that freedom permitted Eve to relate with the angel, and brought her to the brink of the fall, what pushed her over the brink was not freedom, but the power of unprincipled love. Yes. My brothers and sisters, if we drive a car very well, we can reach the desired destination, right? But if a person who cannot drive takes the field, a big accident will happen, right? If you can swim very well, you are free to swim around. But if you are not a good swimmer and fall into the water, you will die. If you can't swim, you should not go near the water's edge and swim. If you don't know how to swim, you will die if you go into the water. If you can't drive a car and get behind the uh, field, an accident will inevitably happen. You should not give knives to the children who cannot use knives. Knives you know, can cause serious accidents. This means that if you do not control yourself, you will go to the path of the death. Therefore, human must be trained. We must clearly know that if we take dominion, we will gain freedom. But if we do not uh, do so, we will die. However, if you get a license to control yourself through training, you can enjoy freedom and happiness instead of the being afraid and dangerous 
and that becomes heaven, right? You can swim very well, then ocean is free. Ocean gives you freedom, right? If you cannot swim, then really you are afraid of the ocean. But you can swim very well. Wow, you can totally free. Just as uh, you must absolutely obey the instructors of food teaches you when you learn to drive, you must thoroughly listen to your parents and receive Abel's guidance in your life of faith. Don't do by yourself. Absolutely obey. You know, absolutely follow. Therefore, during the immature period, the children must absolutely, absolutely obey the commandments of do or done. That's why God, God said, do not eat. Okay, except that one you can eat. Do or don't from the parents. Adam and Eve fell because they failed to obey God's commandment and the do and don't. That's why we really clearly educate them, clearly distinguish which one is do, which one is don't do. This is the important point, the commandment, do and the don't. We need to clearly distinguish what is good and evil. If, if children do not know how to distinguish good and evil, when they grow up, they do not know how to distinguish good and evil. That's why principle is very important. Which one should you do? Which one should you not do? Right? Today's youth ministry, people are moved by the smallest things. And let's just start it. People are moved by the smallest things. In our life of faith, even the smallest things should not be trivialized. Even though it is extremely small, God is a God who sees that extremely small thing as precious. God is pleased to see that you are at least faithful. Isn't it strange? The world of love is truly mysterious. You will be moved by the smallest things and your memories will be deepened. Some people said that they would never forget that their grandmother brought food in her pocket from a banquet house she went to when Korea was very poor. It's not because what their grandmother gave them was delicious but because she remembered her grandchild. In old Korea, grandmothers would bring something delicious to their grandchildren without eating it themselves. However, that small incident became an unforgettable memory for the grandchildren. In this way, love is moved by the smallest things and remains as an unforgettable memory. Aju. The life of true faith treats everything uh, uh, preciously and wholeheartedly, whether in great or small matters. This is because we think that everything we deal with is something that God has already touched. And it is related to God. So whenever you have a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, God, he's the one who already touched this food. That's why I really appreciate God. He already touched this food. 
and someone cook for me, I'm really, really appreciate God. Everything is related to God, right, my brothers and sisters. Therefore, in our life of faith, we make mistakes by treating even the smallest things insignificantly. insignificantly. What a great crime Abraham committed by cutting a sheep and a cow in two and offering them as a sacrifice, but not dividing the doves because he thought they were too small. Not a splitting a dove is a sin of the disbelief in God, and his descendants had to go to the Egypt and do hard labor for 430 years. God is a God who values even the smallest, even though it is a, a bare a minimum. God is pleased to see that you are at least faithful. Isn't it strange? The world of love is truly mysterious. You will be moved by the smallest thing and your memories will be deepened. So in Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, the Bible says, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Some people say that they would never forget that their grandmother brought food in her pocket from a banquet house she went to when, when Korea was very poor. In this way, love is moved by the smallest things and remain as an unforgettable memory. I shared it many times when I was in like a fifth grade in, in, in elementary school. Uh, you know, at the time, just we are, you know, two meals a day. Wow, we are already so rich. And then, you know, because my, my, my teacher, his name is Song Pil Shim. And then he's saying that, wow, you are, you know, hand writing, calligraphy, very beautiful. You can, you can be a representative of our class. And then I remain after, you know, after school. And then he gave me his own lunchbox. He said, I always bring two lunchboxes. One is for my dinner, for, is for my lunch. My wife prepared two lunchboxes. I believe in that. I eat every day. But later I realized that he has only one lunchbox. Wow. Even such small things. It is, for me, unforgettable memory. It was a really life-changing experience. I determined I want to be a that kind of a teacher. Really, truly love pupils. Can you imagine that? He's very hungry. He, he give away his own lunchbox. Not only one day, two days, several days. How can we find that kind of teacher these days? I cannot forget even smallest things. He do not know God. He do not know true parents. He, he's not a Christian. How come 
he has that kind of the heart to give away to me. This is a really in my life, really. And that forget, unforgettable memory. Really life-changing experience. That's why always I remind my teacher, I want to be like that. I truly love my pupil. I truly love my brothers and sisters. I truly love my neighbors. Wherever I go, that was my determination after have I such kind of experience. Okay, let's study other things. What matures and enriches my heart. Just as we are moved by the smallest things, our fallen nature is also released by the smallest things. Even if the smallest thing seems like nothing, if I pay attention, there is no, there is a way to find love there. The course of our life is to find love. In that case, you must live by your original nature. And we have to move the cane around us. That is what matures and enriches my heart. There was someone who had joined the YMCA while attending school in Japan during the Japanese occupation of Korea. At that time, one of the things he practiced in Japan was to wake up around 4 a.m. and clean the dormitory hallway. However, after doing that, he said that it greatly helped in strengthening his faith. At that time, he said that he felt so happy and reassured after cleaning. No one knew until he left the place that there was someone doing such a thing. How to disclose the achievements made by True Father. The colleague who shared a room with him did not know either. What he did, only he knew. In this way, a person must have a secret that can be of strength to him or her. Then those things will be of great help to their faith and heaven will never abandon such a person. Look at True Father's life in prison. At first, True Father never disclosed what he had done to impress others. What True Father secretly did was recorded in the spirit world and made public on the basis of completely subduing Cain. We too must move the spirit world to its submission through extremely small things. If True Father realizes something, he puts it into practice first, and the work is recorded as a right as righteous in the spirit world. And he discloses it on the basis that the spirits in the spirit world have naturally surrendered. Satan will accuse us if we disclose our good deeds without putting them into practice first. We must first practice it and fully establish our faith before we disclose it so that the spirit world will sympathize and Satan will not accuse us. Wow. Just as we are moved by smallest things, our fallen nature is released from the smallest things. It is said that the smallest thing seems like nothing, but if there you can gain spiritual strength and find a path of true love, 
that will enable you to live forever. forever. Once uh, when I was about 23 years old, when I was about uh, 23 years old, I decided to do one good uh, deed a day to find out what happens when I live for others. And then Reverend Yuani continued talking about living for the sake of others, living for the sake of others. You need to have own experience. I, I could not get it. What's the taste of the living for the sake of others? So when I secretly practiced it for six months, I had an experience that completely changed my life. And I buy something and give it to somebody and cleaning toilet, this and that. I create one good condition every day without, without missing one single day. I really practice. Then I had an experience that completely changed my life. And I reflect on the spiritual driving force that has made me that made me what I am today and whether it has made me a faithful person up until now. It is said that if you move others, no matter how trivial your action, your fallen nature will uh, gradually come off through the dead world. Therefore, the way to cast off the fallen nature is to move and touch the heart of the cane around you. If I give my uh, if if I give my cane an unforgettable impression, my fallen nature disappears, and I myself gradually change into a human being with original nature. So do not think that you know you must move the other person with something big. People are moved. People are moved by the smallest things and cannot forget them. And the important thing here is that if there is something that moves others, touch others, you should keep it a secret so that it will give you spiritual strength. If the work that moved others and moved the environment around you become a secret that only God and you know, it will greatly help you on the paths of a faith that you are working on and heaven will never abandon such a person. At first, the Father never disclosed what he had done to impress others. What true father secretly did was recorded in spiritual world and made public on the basis of completely subduing Cain. If we have realized something first, we must put into practice first, just like a true father. And regardless of whether or not the work is, uh, is registered as a righteous in the spiritual world, I must continue to move others regardless of the whether or not others recognize the good work I have done. However, Satan will accuse us if we disclose the good things we want to do without first putting them into practice. We also must never disclose what we have practiced until it has completely settled in our faith. If you do wrong, you good deeds can become a boast to show off in front of others and become hypocrisy. Goodness is being too ashamed to lift 
one's face, even if one has done something good for others. Next. Don't brag about your achievements. If you disclose your determination without action and results, your heart will be empty. As he studied the course of the providence of restoration, True Father knew all the secrets of his life and practiced how to succeed. The contents of one's secrets should not be disclosed to the secular world. First, you must be recognized in the spirit world. True Father first fights against Satan and wins. And then the spirit world acknowledges it and makes a testimony. Then True Father opens it up in front of everyone. Therefore, we must not let the other people know what you are doing so that the spirit world recognizes and acknowledges it. Therefore, do not brag about your achievements. Even if you don't boast, God and the spirit world will know first and spread rumors about you. Yeah, very deep, uh, very beautifully sharing. If you disclose your determination without action and results, your heart will be empty. So everyone must have the secret to maintain spiritual strength by himself. The secret no one knows, only between God and yourself, right? Then this one really giving you so much power, spiritual strength. However, if you disclose the content that can be spiritual power to everyone, you will lose power like a, you know, deflating, deflating a balloon. How did true a father successfully lead his life through the course of the providence of restoration? First, he did not disclose to the secular world the secret he had practiced. Second, he waited until the war he was the practice was first registered and established in the spiritual world. Third, true father first fought against Satan and won, and then spiritual world acknowledged it and made a testimony. Fourth, when the spiritual world first testified to the earth, uh, to the earth what true father had done, True Father then revealed what he had done in front of all people because Father wants to train up uh, the people, want to educate them. Then what must we do? We must not let the other hand know what one hand is doing so that the spiritual world can recognize and acknowledge it. Therefore, do not brag about your achievement. Even if you don't boast, God and spiritual world will know first and spread rumors about you. Wow, beautiful, right? Today I talk about people are moved by smallest things. Thank you very much. God bless you. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Young. This uh, insight, I hope we really put into practice uh, in protecting this God's plan you know, for each of our lives. Oh, thank you so much for our living testimony today. I'm very excited, actually, to hear from uh, you know one of our young leaders. Uh, her name is Yumi Ingolio Willett, and she'll talk about the Women's Fed experience at the UN Commission on the Status of Women event in New York. 
Uh, yeah, hello, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I hope you can hear me. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit now. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound good. Okay, okay, sorry. I keep asking because I had Wi-Fi issues, so that's why. Um, all right, good morning, Dr. Young. Good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is Yumi Angoli Willett. I'm the Global Women's Peace Network National Assistant, and today I'll be presenting a highlight from our attendance at the UN and NGO CSW, uh, representing Women Federation for World Peace USA. Our president, Kayla Moffitt, and I were able to attend. Prior to this, we didn't even know what CSW was, even though <laughs> we have status with the UN. Uh, at least Kayla and myself, we had never attended. So yeah, just a brief, did you know? So the UN on the Commission of Status of Women, it's the in exclusive intergovernmental body that focuses on gender equality of women and girls empowerment and it reports to the united nations economic and social council of which we have status and um annually they have an event at un and for this year it was from march 6th to march 17th so it just ended and it's in the un headquarters here in new york so we were able to stay at the lovely new yorker hotel thank you for hosting us and fortunately we were not able to say hello to dr young at least I wasn't able to, uh, I was a bit busy at the time, but yeah, it was a very lovely time. And in preparation for this, CSW always have has a theme and the theme for this year was innovation and technological change, education in the digital age. And I particularly loved it because I have a background in tech. So for me, this felt like this is my space so I could enjoy. But something we realized is they also have a review theme and the review theme is usually from a previous CSW, and they do this to keep member states or other countries of the UN accountable for what they pledge to do. In preparation for this, our WFWP International Office held an advocacy training. Um, I don't know if all of us are aware, but the UN has a specific language of how they advocate for policies and not all of our women leaders are aware of this. Can I, can I just uh, invite you to push the present button? Oh, I didn't? Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Got it. All right. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry for that. Um, yeah. Okay. So advocacy training. Um, one of the main goals just to empower leaders to understand the um, advocacy language, especially for the UN, as for CSW, the point is many of the NGOs would sit in through different conferences and you you're able to hear from women leaders from the field about what they're doing and how they're practicing and so understanding the language of the UN is very important so we're able to have um yeah the program so this was us you can see so our representative specifically was Miss Shruti Lakra and Dr. Carolyn Henshin she's right here in the corner uh, they're from the UN office in Geneva, and they're used to this kind of meetings and environment with working with the UN and doing all this advocacy training. So they're very helpful to give us tips and tricks. Um, so this is us having different sharings. And to get on UN grounds, you need to have a ground pass. So we're able to get that. Um, yeah, and then this is Kele sharing about what we do. And then also uh, down here, she's sharing about the plans and future for WW for WFWP USA, particularly for this year. And then everyone was very excited to meet her. Here is president of uh, WFWP Cote d'Ivoire, and here is the entire Taiwan delegation. Even though they don't have 
and they're not able to be on UN grounds. They were all able to come. They were so happy. They had a parallel event later in the week. So you could just see, I mean, the excitement was just amazing. So they all love meeting Pele. Uh, the last day of training, we thankfully, miraculously, Sanjanim had some time. Um, so she and Insapneem were able to join them for lunch. It was very fun just sharing with them. And this is our lovely staff. This is Ms. Karen Henshin. I tried to sneak in a, a picture of her in there. Um, yeah, so our goal going into the CSW was just to remember that um, some of Chumata's words, our members have never lost a vision for a loving and safe world and have quietly pioneered the path of a women's peace movement without a neighboring heart. We know three parents always talk about creating an able UN, but we can't do it by ourselves. We need to partner with like-minded women leaders in the field who are already doing the work. And so our goal going into it was just to have a heart of attendance and reception and just move in the direction guided. And so we came armed and prepared with business cards. We came ready to share and just be open and just move because there, there are over 4,000 organizations at the CSW, which means thousands and thousands of women leaders. And it can feel like a very overwhelming space but we just went in with happy hearts, ready to just share and testify of two parents and women federation. And that's what we did. Um, so this is the first day we were at the opening session. We were not able to be inside the room. We were outside the room following the session inside via phone. So we took a picture about that. And then this was one of our side events. This one was about ending tech facilitated gender-based violence. Even though we have Zoom to follow my devotion, there are still people out there who are using technology, you know, for like human trafficking and all this other not so good stuff. Um, so some of this, this panel was amazing because it had heads of state, no, some one head of state, I think, and some representatives from governments who are explaining how their governments are working to end tech facilitated gender best violence. It was interesting. This one, um, we attended a session by human rights activists, mainly who were working in Myanmar, as we know, there's an ongoing coup in Myanmar. This is our friend. She's originally from New Zealand, but she's of Burmese descent. Um, this is a UN representative from, a permanent representative to the UN from Myanmar. He does not support the military coup in Myanmar. So it was lovely meeting him. Um, the second day we had two side events. Uh, one of my favorite one was open, safe and equal just understanding tech for equality, how you can have everybody on board, both the governments and the NGOs to work together to actually help people struggling. Um, this was the last event with this panel particularly was interesting because many of the women leaders were actually sitting ministers from the different governments. So we had Morocco, Jordan, Lebanon, um, I think Iran, one other country from the Middle East, I may have forgotten it, but they were all sharing what they do in their governments to actually help you know, social empowerment of women in difficult circumstances. So that was very interesting. And then this was our event, um, Men Federation International. We had this panel of women, um, Dr. Karen, Ms. Triazi, Mrs. Gasquan, and uh, Engineer Christine. They all have a background in tech and they're all working in the digital space and they brought in such amazing insights. And this was our lovely uh, Taiwanese delegates. I particularly love this because she, Ms. Uh, Ching Yu Yao, she's the Director General Secretary of New Taipei City Government, and she came in person with some of the people from her, uh, from New Taipei, and she shared honestly what, you know, New Taipei government is doing, how they're bringing women leaders on board, and she loved Dr. 
uh, Wang because she works very closely with the local governments to, you know, speak about what Women Federation is doing and how we can partner with local governments. So this was a very inspiring session. And it just showed how we don't have to just stick to working amongst ourselves. The more we partner with other people, the more we get our word out, the more we can share, testify of true parents, but also get do good work out there. And Women Federation currently is all remote. So whenever we have a chance to meet, we always have a good time. So this is us after having some dessert and we're able to meet our sitting current WFWP international president, Mrs. Mariko Horish. Unfortunately, she was only there for a few days because she was going to go back to Japan for her inauguration. So it was lovely meeting her. This is Kayla just chilling at the event. And takeaways was always be prepared, always be ready to have business cards, be ready to know what you're doing and how to share what you're doing. Um, update, you know, you know, we're updating our LinkedIn page and our social media platforms. Um, our lovely admin slash social media manager, Diane Huck, is actively doing that. So please check out all our social media. And we want to follow up by writing an email to our contacts that we received and schedule meetings. And then we want to create a plan to highlight them for GWP and USA and WFWP. And for brothers and sisters who've never been to the UN or who don't know, there's always a UN tour. You can always join um, a guided one hour tour to find out more. Um, Kayla did this while we were doing the CSW. It was, she had like a one hour in between the other meetings. So she was able to learn about the UN while still doing the CSW. Um, yeah, and it was a lovely experience. So when I say, this is all on social media, and if not, you can always reach out to our local representatives and local chapters to find out what we're doing more. Um, overall, I want to just say thank you to brothers and sisters who supported us spiritually because it was a very high level event. And so we really needed all the spiritual support. And we're very grateful that we were able to represent true parents, especially a true mother, even if it was in a small way. And we know Dr. Yom just said, even the smallest of actions can move God. God's heart, and so we're grateful we're able to do that. Thank you for listening to me today, and I hope I didn't take too much time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Yumi, for your beautiful sharing about the, the activities of the GWPN. Thank you. God bless our GWPN USA. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Yumi, for your report and for the All Women's Fed. Uh, team, I'm so grateful to you that uh, we continue to believe in the UN. They can, you know, fulfill their purpose to bring peace to the world. So, thank you.